Chapter Ten of Memoirs of the Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain, Living in the Years eighteen o seven to eight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Memoirs of the Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain, Living in the Years eighteen o seven to eight, by William Walker Jr. Chapter Ten, Reverend Doctor Edmund Cartwright born april the twenty fourth seventeen forty three died october the thirtieth eighteen twenty three dr cartwright whose invention of the power loom may be considered as one of the valuable elements of our national manufacturing superiority was born at marnham in nottinghamshire and was the youngest of three brothers all of whom were remarkable men he was educated under dr clark at the grammar school of wakefield and had he been permitted to follow the bent of his own inclination in the choice of a profession, he would have preferred the navy. But two of his brothers, being already designed for that service, it was thought advisable that Edmund should enter the church. Dr. Cartwright began his academical studies at University College, Oxford, where he was entered at fourteen years of age, and during the vacations was placed under the private tuition of Dr. Langhorne, the editor of Plutarch's Lives. In process of time, he became distinguished for his literary abilities and was elected a fellow of Magdalen College. He likewise evinced a considerable taste for poetry and published in 1770 a legendary tale entitled Armine and Elvira, which went through seven editions in little more than a year and was greatly admired for its pathos and elegant simplicity. Some years subsequent to this, Cartwright wrote the prince of peace published in seventeen seventy nine and was also for several years a principal contributor to the monthly review in the year seventeen seventy two he married the daughter of richard whittaker esq of doncaster and after his marriage resided first at marnham and afterwards at brampton in derbyshire to the perpetual curacy of which he was presented by the dean of lincoln dr cust it was while attending to his clerical duties at this latter place that Cartwright discovered the application of yeast as a remedy for typhus fever. In 1779 he was presented to the living of Goadby Marwood in Leicestershire, and continued to reside there until the summer of 1796, when he removed with his family to London, as being a situation more favourable for the cultivation of the scientific pursuits in which he had by that time become engrossed. Dr. Cartwright had attained the mature age of forty before his attention was drawn towards the subject of weaving by the following accidental occurrence. In the summer of 1784 he happened to be on a visit at Matlock in Derbyshire and in the company of some gentlemen from Manchester. The conversation turned upon Arkwright's spinning machinery and fears were expressed by one of the company that, in consequence of the recent improvements, so much cotton would soon be spun that hands would not be found to weave it. To this the doctor replied that the only remedy for such an evil would be to apply the power of machinery to weaving as well as spinning. The discussion which ensued upon the practicability of doing this made such an impression on Cartwright's mind that on returning home he determined to try and see what he could do. His first attempts, as might be supposed, were very clumsy, but he at length succeeded in constructing a machine, for which he took out a patent in 1785, 
which although rude and cumbersome in its action was yet capable of weaving a piece of cloth up to this time he had never turned his mind to anything mechanical either in theory or practice and his invention was consequently susceptible of great improvement to accomplish this he now examined with care the contrivances already in use among the weavers and availing himself of their great principles produced in the year seventeen eighty seven a far more complete and valuable machine since known as the power loom shortly after he had brought his loom to perfection a manufacturer who had called upon him to see it at work after expressing his admiration at the ingenuity displayed in it remarked that wonderful as was dr cartwright's skill there was one thing that would effectually baffle him and that was the weaving of patterns in checks or in other words the combining in the same web a pattern or fancy figure with the crossing colours which constitute the check the doctor made no reply to this at the time but some weeks afterwards on receiving a second visit from the same person he showed him a piece of muslin of the description mentioned beautifully executed by machinery which so astonished the man that he roundly declared his conviction that some more than human agency must have been called in on the occasion dr cartwright being precluded by his clerical character from entering himself into the manufacture of his machines a weaving factory was erected at doncaster by some friends with his license but it was unsuccessful and another establishment built at manchester containing five hundred looms was destroyed by an exasperated mob in seventeen ninety cartwright however still continued his inventions and shortly afterwards contrived a wool-combing machine which met with even fiercer opposition from the working classes who went the length of petitioning parliament to suppress all such obnoxious machines their great utility however caused them by degrees to be generally adopted and at the time of cartwright's death steam-looms had increased so rapidly that they were performing the work of two hundred thousand men notwithstanding the great advantages which the cotton and wool manufacturers reaped from these inventions their author had as yet obtained no emolument from them but on the contrary had incurred a heavy loss in consideration of this and on the petition of several influential cotton spinners parliament in eighteen ten made the doctor a grant of ten thousand pounds a sum which or munificent as a present hardly covered what he had expended in his experiments having received the sum awarded by parliament and being now sixty-six years of age dr cartwright was desirous of passing the remainder of his life in retirement and tranquillity and for this purpose purchased a small farm at hollanden in kent at this place he spent the remainder of his life occupied in various scientific and mechanical experiments dr cartwright was the author of many other inventions in the arts and agriculture for some of which he received premiums from the board of agriculture and society of arts he also contrived an ingenious modification of the steam engine in which he made use of surface condensation and metallic spring packing for the piston till within a few days of his death dr cartwright retained full possession of his mental faculties and attained at the time of his decease in eighteen twenty three the age of eighty one his remains are interred in the church at battle in sussex End of chapter 10